0: enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with cube from first arkansas bank and trust member fdic be a part of the game plan it's drive time sports on the buzz radio network welcome back to drive time sports it's marcus elliott and rick shea for the night rainy rainwater is out uh, hopefully he'll be back before the week is over and again, we—I didn't know what the lineup would be tonight, but guess what? We've got Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson on. So, Kevin, we're glad to have you on tonight. You know, we've been talking transfer portal, transfer portal, transfer portal. We haven't even got to talk about Arkansas's outstanding performance last night against the the uh, Troy. How about Ricky Council? Is—is is he going to be the the transfer portal player of the year in college basketball? This guy is really good, isn't he?
1: Yeah, you talk about the transfer portal, Arkansas, after that six-player call, actually I guess because Anthony Black came a little bit later, but when it ended, when the dust settled, Arkansas had six players from the high school ranks, four uh, from the front line that Melsman got immediately after the season ended, in about a week span, and then it was Ricky Council who came much later, really in the summer, and and they went and got him. That was the final piece to the transfer part of it, uh, of the equation, and so... You know, to me, after watching him through the preseason, I knew he was a good player. There was no doubt about it. I knew he'd probably be a double-figure score and factor into, you know, helping Arkansas in that top six, seven rotation. We've been talking that, about that forever. But for him to consistently be Arkansas's leading scorer and then the performance I witnessed last night at Bud Walton Arena down the stretch of that game, he took the game over. Arkansas had four assists, only four assists on 27 made baskets. There were some putbacks in those numbers. I think Arkansas had seven or eight, but when you only have that many assists, that means you and uh, you go on a seventeen nothing run like that. That means there was some serious one on one basketball going on, and there were times where it looked like there was nothing Troy could do to stop Ricky Council. And that, I mean, twenty seven points, nineteen in the second half. He's had some big second halves to help Arkansas, but he, he did that the game before against San Diego State and Maui. Oh, uh, but but yeah, I mean, he's a, he's in the conversation for. You know the top transfer in the country. He's got to be. Uh, he and he, you know, he made the Sports Center highlight top two, top ten plays at number two with one of his dunks. Uh, where the, the, you know, he it, it's one of those things where once he gets ahead of steam, you can either challenge him and, and be on that Sports Center highlight with him, or you can get out of the way and you're <laughs> you're not as embarrassed. Um, but but you know that 27 point performance, 12 of 18 from the field. Uh, but it wasn't just the total of points. I mean, he had. Two buckets. When Arkansas went had suffered through a 12-2 run that Troy was strung together to go up three, he had two baskets to to answer that to get Arkansas head by one. Then it's late in the shot clock. He's got the basketball about 32, 35 feet from the basket. Somewhere in that range is what I estimated watching it, and he beats the the shot clock buzzer with you know with a nothing but net three pointer, um, and that's extended Arkansas a four point lead. And that was really the the fuel that just ignited that 17 nothing run. He ended up having 11 points in that run. So, I, I you know, I don't know what else to say about rookie council other than here's a guy that's averaging 20 points a game through seven yeah. games. That's significant. Um, and, and if you're watching these games, he, he's, you know, those. that's not a quiet 20. Uh, Arkansas needed him, uh, you know, to come back again. I'll say San Diego State. We can call it a comeback against Troy because the Arkansas trailed by as many as seven points. They were down three when they went on that run, and, and then that, at that point, the clock was within the last seven minutes of the game, so he's been big time for Arkansas, aside from just looking at stats.
0: So, you, you think about him, and, and he, you know, number one, yeah, his dunk was number two on ESPN. His three-pointer could have been number three, uh, because you see guys make three-pointers all the time, and he was only one for four, but he had to shoot it, and uh, I was listening to Chuck and uh, Matt for the most part, and for some reason I, kept, I I hit the volume and I heard what the announcers were saying, and it was almost like they were ex- almost exasperated that he took the shot and then swish, you know. So, But he had to because the shot clock was running down. Okay. so we had He had or- to.
1: You know, Troy deserves some credit in this game, especially oh, yeah. the first half with that zone. Yep. Their zone defense that they expanded, it contracted sometimes, but it you know, when you don't have a team full of shooters, you're going to see a lot of zone, and you're going to see a lot of packing things in because Arkansas State's getting the rim and basket. Sure. And yeah. so, as good as Ricky Council is driving the ball, and some of these other Razorbacks, sometimes you're going to have to make some some of these shots. And certainly, that's not one; it's a high percentage shot to begin with. But he was in a zone, man. I mean, when I when when it left his, I I've turned to Dudley Dawson, who's with me in Hogville, Ned, and. As soon as it left his hands, I watched it to about a third of the way, and I could tell there was enough arc on it to make up the distance. I told him, I said, I think that's going in. It happens fast. I, I yeah. did say that because I could see he had enough on it to get there, and he was he was in a bit of a streak at that point. He was just on a roll. Um, and so I, I do. I think when a player like that, we know Nick Smith Jr. is that kind of a volume score guy. We're starting to see that Anthony Black, can score the basketball. We thought he was going to do everything else for this team. Hold on. Because Kevin. We, we saw Hold so much on, of it. And...
0: Stop, 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 stop. He can <laughs> score. You he, he don't score the basketball. Well, you've been listening to too many coaches. He can uh... score. What else is he going to score? His jersey? His shorts? Well, I, you know, Rick, He's going to throw is a, for, this a ball. unbelievable just... from Rick. Huh? I knew he Is could make the This Is the new unbelievable shot, for him? Yeah. He, you can score. You're, when the ball goes through the hoop, you score. You don't score the basketball. That's right. the score, right? I'm just trying to help right. you That's out,
1: man. Right. There's too many, many descriptors <laughs> after the word score. You're right. It says Ridiculous. everything. Okay, I got you.
0: And the next coach you hear say that, it, bring it up to them, too. What else was he going to score? His sneakers? <laughs>
1: Oh boy. I'm uh, sorry. I am
0: sorry. You hit my yeah, pet. No, that's a fair that,
1: that's more I've heard this before. I should have known not to go there. I was gonna get chastised. I was just kinda of streaming of consciousness. Well at least you didn't say it. at
0: least at least you didn't say it was unbelievable. He scores the ball. So thank, uh, thank you for
1: that. Well, okay. So I, just, I don't know I don't almost. know that coming out of the preseason that our, we, we really felt like Arkansas was gonna have consistent scoring from people right. outside of Nick Smith Jr. And then he Correct. misses the first six games. Yeah, And we knew there would be players to step up. But <laughs> they've stepped up in a resounding way. I mean, Anthony Black is an offensive player as he's a facilitator. Good. We knew that. Yes. And we thought maybe opportunistically in transition, you know, when 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 he got to the basket. Uh, but he's hit some threes. I mean, last night, two of four, that's not his forte. But he's, he's coming on in that department. I mean, he was three of five against Creighton. Uh, you know, he hit, hit one at the, or, or excuse me, three of five against Louisville, I guess. And he hit a big one late against Creighton that gave Arkansas a chance. That, so that was a clutch three-point shot. So I think just moving, looking at the pieces across the board here, I, I think there's more uh, positivity or more potential for guys to be offensive threats outside of a Nick Smith Jr. because they had to while he was out. <laughs> he got six minutes last night. Smith did in his, his debut I thought it was great for him to get on the court. I didn't see a player that looked like he was laboring with any kind of injury or anything. Obviously, he's going to get, you know, get. it's been over a month so he's since he's been in competition against another team. You go back to Texas in late October, uh, that exhibition game. So, um, you know, to see other players step up offensively and now knowing he's back, of course, Devo Davis, that's a question mark. Certainly, you hope that that works out in, in a The best for him and the program, and I think just covering this team, that means coming back to be a Razorback. But that's not my decision, and hopefully that's what happens. uh, Do you you know anything about that?
0: Yeah, we got called about that. Do you you know anything more than the announcement that was made yesterday?
1: Yeah, but, you know, the announcement is what's appropriate uh, for public consumption right now. And and the reason for that is, you know, this isn't a physical injury. Schools are protective about how much they're going to put out on that kind of thing anyway yeah uh, but w- when it's off the court stuff, you know it's best left not just putting out a whole lot of information. I do think um, and I say off the court it, it, you know it's 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 not a physical injury and, it, and it's more to do with you know if you go back to the last game in Maui, pretty obvious that Devo wasn't happy with with how that played out. He didn't play in the second half he had a poor first half um, and so then this is comes on the heels of that so obviously you know he's taking a break from basketball. We'll see how indefinite that is if we get anything more definitive on a timeline on his on a return or if he's going to do something else with his career. You just never know how these things play out, especially when you're getting close to, you know, the middle of the season and the portal being back open. You know, I, I don't want to lead people to think that's what's going to happen. I'm saying that's something that could be on the table because we see players transfer midseason. Uh, but I also think with, he's got good NIL deals from what I hear. At Arkansas, he's been a big part of the program's success. He's a veteran guy. He's been a leader, and I lean personally, without any knowledge, I lean toward him returning and being part of this basketball team. That's well, we what I think two, will happen.
0: We got two calls for you, and I want to get them in one before the break. But let me just say this: Kamani Johnson didn't play for two and a half games, and then he gave everything yeah. he had in a half and helped Arkansas win. He didn't. He didn't leave for for reasons. If that's the reason, because he didn't play in the second half. That's pretty disappointing, and I'll, I'll say, and I don't know Devo Davis. As I said earlier, I think he's a class he's been a class guy, great representative. But if we're to the stage in college basketball, whereas if you don't play in a half, that's enough to take a leave of absence. Uh, I'm not for that. Okay, we got calls for uh, hoop scoop, so let's go to Frankie and Little Rock. Frankie, you're on.
1: All right, hey fellas, how y'all doing this
0: evening? Great, thank you. Hope you are. Hey there. Good deal. Quick, quick quick question for you. Frankie, can you score the basketball? Uh, Oh, please. Come on. Go ahead, Frankie. No,
1: no. (laughs) Hey, but what I'm I'm wondering is Jalen Graham, he's one of our recruits we were kind of excited about, and I haven't heard anything about him. I haven't even seen him on the court. Do y'all know anything about that? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Frankie. Played a little bit last night, didn't he? Well, Jalen's a guy that he's played in four games, averaging about six no, nearly seven minutes a game. Uh, you know, there's just other guys that have stepped up and earned roles in the rotation. And Kamani Johnson, you just brought him up, Rick. Uh, he's a guy that's always ready to play. He knows his role. He knows what's expected of him. He knows how to play to his strengths and not, you know, step over the, you know, cross lines and stuff that may not be a strength of his game. No player's perfect. He'll make some mistakes, but he's been exactly what our guy. I mean, he played 32 minutes last night after, you know, being the hero of the game before and was really good. I mean, he had eight points, six of eight at the line. Arkansas getting back to the free throw line again. We wondered when that would happen. He was a part of that. Yeah. Uh, he just plays a physical brand. So Jalen Graham is not, you know, he, he, right now he's been a pecking order below guys like Kamani, who's at a resurgence. The Mitchell twins, who have done a yeah. good job in their opportunities, certainly they yes. did in Maui. And last night, Makai was night. big time, 14 points yeah. and nine rebounds.
0: And I have to tell you, Chuck Barrett interviewed him on the post-game show. That was an absolutely fabulous interview. He, he, Chuck, Chuck always asked good questions. Mitchell was outstanding on that interview. And uh, before he yeah. talked about playing at Arkansas, and he'd never been in, a, in an environment like that. They didn't even know much about the school before they came. He was really, really good. And so are you, Kevin. And that's why we're going to have more questions for you. When we come back, we can hear the message, the, the uh, music right now. Savage is waiting to talk to Hoop Scoop, and you can too at
1: 501-661-1037 on
0: Drive Time Sports. It's Hoop Scoop, isn't it great to have all this good news that you can share with people? Uh, people want to talk to you, and here's Savage and Cabot. Savage, thanks for calling. Hey,
1: what's going on, guys? You doing you bet. You bet. Hey, you know, you know look at Anthony Black. He's flourished without Nick Smith so far on the court. You know, how do you see this chemistry playing out? I mean, is Anthony going to keep running the point, or is Nick going to be – how do you see this chemistry going forward? Because Nick was kind of running off adrenaline last night. You know, just wanted to jack one up and just get out there. I get that. But Anthony's played really good without him in the game, you know, and kind of flourished. So where do you see this chemistry going moving forward? I'll get off there appreciate it.
0: That is a great yeah. question. But,
1: well, I've covered Nick Smith for a long time, and he's a guy that even though he's an alpha, he's also a, a share of the basketball, win, win at all costs kind of guy. So it's not going to be about him. It's going to be about team. That doesn't mean that it automatically falls into place. I think there'll be some growing pains because the team has acclimated without him. Now they've got to get him back in. And so as a coach, as, uh, with Eric Musselman having all the experience he has of getting personalities and talents together on many levels of basketball, I think that Arkansas has an advantage there. The makeup of those young men, Anthony Black, if you look at how versatile he is, uh, you know he, he, he's going to fit in, and it's not going to be all about him either. So I think I think these guys are going to complement each other. I really think Arkansas takes steps to become a better basketball team because of the return of Nick Smith Jr. It's just a matter of time. And so the question becomes when and not if, in my opinion, uh, because I do believe that's going to happen. So to answer your question, I think the chemistry is going to be just fine. Uh, I would already seen some good stuff in the chemistry between those two in Europe when we really saw them play a lot together. The Texas game is a bit of a throwaway. Anthony Black uh, probably has a forgettable game that day. Nick Smith was good in the first half. When Arkansas had it, was still in the game. Uh, but there wasn't enough there against that level of competition to see. And then, and then of course, after that, Nick missed the first six games. Uh, but I think it goes the right way. One thing I want to mention about the Debo Davis thing, Uh, and I'm not trying to be negative here, Rick, but I do want to say this based on what you said. Sometimes I think it's more than just about one circumstance that happened, and I'm not sure that Devo being away from basketball right now, there's not some mutual uh, decision made on that part. So it may not just be of his doing. We don't know all the details on that, and this might be the perfect thing right now uh, for everybody to recalibrate, adjust their mindset on what roles should be, Uh, to make things better. If there's a return soon, you would think there's, uh, you know, going to be a decision made in the next, you know, you know, if not by the weekend, you know, maybe soon after that, I'll put it that way. Uh, But I wouldn't lay everything at the feet of of Debo Davis is fully his responsibility in this situation. I don't know every detail on it. I'll put it, I'll say that. But I think, you know, it's beyond just, not playing a half a basketball. I think, you know, maybe there's some other stuff going on to, um, you know, maybe sort through priorities for folks on multiple sides, not just one person. And yeah, I, I'll leave it true. at that. Not not trying to overly defend Devo. Yeah.
0: But I do that, think
1: this guy's been a leader in the program, and he'll have a chance, I think, to do that again and maybe take his game to another level still.
0: Yeah, you, that that's a very good follow-up. And, and again, I did not mean anything critical because the only, my only point is these days, <laughs> If in college athletics somebody leaves because they don't play for a half or something, everybody's going to leave because at some point everybody faces yeah. that. And that's, that's my point. If there are other things, and look, Devo Davis doesn't play basketball to please me or anybody else that talks on the radio. I get that. So uh, he's got to make the decision that's the best for him, and if the coaches are involved in that, obviously for the best of the team. So that was a very good follow-up, and I appreciate you saying that, Kevin.
1: Okay, got another call. Yeah, oh, yeah, and it wasn't to course correct you. I just think there was a little more no, to no, it. No, no,
0: no. No, I think that was very good. Okay, let's go to Garrett and Little Rock. Thanks for calling, Garrett.
1: Hey, guys. How are y'all doing?
0: Great. Hope you are.
1: Man, I just had a question about what do you think muscleman throwing up the L the other day in Maui, do you think other players look at that and say, man, I wish that was my coach? Or do you think people look at that and think less of him? What are your thoughts on that? Well, all right. So, you know, I've heard I've heard different stories. I wasn't there. Obviously, I didn't go to Maui. The- Thanks, I've Gale. heard stuff that you know makes me believe Musman probably did some things that uh, you know. That, I, there was a statement he put out, and, and that statement came out with an apology. And anytime you do that, you probably did something wrong. If you're putting the L up. <clears throat> You know, I think a lot of people would say that's not a great way to represent the university in the heat of the moment. one's M- M- a passionate coach. Uh, he's a guy that's obviously a- animated during games. I think there's some carryover to that, obviously with fans and anybody else that's interacting during the game or just when the game ended, especially a game like that. And so while I think that, that he-, he shouldn't have done some things, anytime you have to issue an apology, it's obvious you did some things you shouldn't have. It's not the first time this has happened in sports with coaches, Sometimes players, coaches get involved in stuff. This was not a huge deal, though, because it didn't get the attention of the national media for days and weeks. There was no melee. There was no really bad, ugly scene. Uh, does that make it okay? No. I, I think it – and so to answer your question, I think it depends. I mean, some players may look at that and say, that's immature. I don't respect that. I wish my coach hadn't done it. Some other ones might say, this guy is so – fake you know, this guy is genuinely wanting to win every game, and he's so caught up in it even though that's immature, I'd rather my coach care than get the feeling that maybe he doesn't. I can't speak to what players are thinking, but I think there may be some of that too. So I think it could be some a little of both to answer your question.
0: Now, is this pertaining to the San Diego State game? Because from what I understand, you know, he coached at Nevada against San Diego State for four years, and there's some really bad blood there. And so if, if that's the game you're talking about, and that's where the San Diego State fan came out of the – stands that's the way it was explained to me was and not by him or any member of the staff but that san diego state fans can't stand him <laughs> and and yeah. so for whatever well, Miller, reason, he
1: also and, played at san diego and that was their big rivalry right. yeah big rival when he was in college so i mean it it it, 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 it was when he was a player and then later coaching in the mountain west so yes i mean i think obviously in musselman's a guy he doesn't want to lose any game he certainly no. doesn't want to lose to a program that he might have a chip on his shoulder over. And, you 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 know, coaches, I mean, at at some point you think, well, they rise above these things and they just be professional all the time, but they're human too. I'm not trying to justify what Musman did, but I look at the big picture. This was not a huge deal. It does matter to some people. It's a big enough deal to issue an apology, but I think you move on from it. And, you know, Musman is what he is. He's a great coach, and part of that is his, his fiery personality. The fact that he does, you know, He's he's a mess like players and fans are. He wants to win everything.
0: Exactly right. Okay, Big Papa, you said you want to talk to Marcus, so we're gonna hold you over because we wanted Kevin Hoopscoop to get all of his information in. Great job tonight, Kevin. Thank you very much for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. You bet. All right. So Big Papa, you're next when we come back, Marcus Elliott, Rick Schaefer, and we'll be back after this on Drive Time Sports.